Hi, and welcome back to the latest edition of NFL Game Time Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Rubinson. And I'm Shai Dwight. So, we've now, we're now past the midway point, and obviously division races, playoff races, it really is all going to start heating up. So we're going to cover, like we do every week, every game, uh, some surprise teams, some disappointing teams. So Shai... Let's get into it, because it's game time. Uh, so we'll start with tonight's game, the Thursday night football game. Uh, a pretty big division game, the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. And although it seems like the Titans might be running away with this division, there's only a game that separates these two teams. The Colts are 5-3, and three, the Titans are 6-2. and two. So with the Jaguars and Texans kind of out of out of the running for this division and the Colts really knocking on the Colts right now at the season and today I believe would be out of the playoffs but right now they are right there knocking on the door so this is a big game for both teams in relation to the playoffs but especially a big division game because also if you could win the division tiebreaker that's obviously huge down the road as we get closer to January so, Shai, I'll kind of let you start who you got and why. Yeah, for the Tennessee Titans, um, I just, I kind of separate these teams into two different categories. The Colts are a good team, um, but they're just, they're not in kind of the elite group. I still think, despite that loss to Cincinnati, if the Titans are an elite group, and, you know, they... They, they they show up, you know, and they were they were gonna lose a game, you know, all a lot of good teams, a lot of elite teams do lose, do drop the game, but they should win. They're not in the same tier, I think, as you know, maybe the Seahawks, the Chiefs, the Steelers, etc. But they're definitely one of those uh, elite teams. They're not in the cream of the crop, but they're uh, they're an elite team in my opinion. And I I just think you know Philip Rivers. I've said this before, and I'm gonna reiterate it. He holds that team back, um, the turnovers, and it's, 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 you know, at this point, when you look at a team like the Titans that's frankly been better coached, that's frankly runs the ball better, that has a better quarterback, uh, the only thing the Colts have is a bit better defense. But um, I think that's compensated by the fact that Mike Vrabel has them really well coached and makes those adjustments. So I think we're going to see the Titans win this game, Alex. Yeah, I think both teams are actually pretty well coached. I like Frank Reich as a head coach. And that Colts defense, I think, is really well coached overall because they do have some talent. But I think like a great example is like Xavier Rhodes, who's all of a sudden back to playing the way he did when you know we were thinking of him as a top five or so cornerback with the Vikings. Minnesota obviously cut ties with him. Now here he is playing really elite football. So I think you do have to give the Colts uh, a lot of credit on their coaching staff. I I really like Mike Rabel. I think the Titans are very well coached as well. But I, I feel like both of these teams are some of the more well-coached teams in the league. I'm going to go with the Titans too. And I'm I'm going to take a look at that defense though because... You know, they cut Vic Beasley, which was a bit of a surprise, but he was obviously not performing up to the level that they expected him to. And we've already seen uh, Desmond King, who they acquired at the deadline, make a really big impact. So I think, for me, the key is the Titans' defense 
because that defense has been so inconsistent. Obviously, they shut down the Bears' offense, which is obviously a great start. We've seen the Bears, you know, it's inconsistent, but it's at times been able to move the ball down the field. This Colts offense, I don't know if it's much better, but I would probably say it's probably better than Chicago's offense. So I'm I'm really excited or interested to see the consistency of this Titans defense. Can they carry their momentum against Chicago and play to that type or that caliber of football? And then I guess on the other side of the ball for Tannehill, you know, this Colts secondary and overall defense has played very well. So can Tannehill kind of continue uh, his groove? And, you know, this is a team, you know, obviously they were kind of riding high. They were had a big win against the Bills, and, you know, they were really, they were undefeated. They lose a tough one to Pittsburgh, and then they kind of get embarrassed by Cincinnati before bouncing back and beating Chicago. So I really feel like consistency, although Tennessee has shown it more, consistency is the key to both teams uh, tonight. And, again, I do think because the Titans have, have shown more consistency overall this season, that's why I like them to get the win and kind of start to really distance, distance themselves in this division and you know it's a big game for the Colts obviously for the division but also you know if they win they actually have the lead in the division but also again right now they're tied they're in a they're tied but it's you know like a three or four way tie it's a four way tie with the Colts the Browns the Dolphins and the Raiders for the last two uh wild card spots so you know, those four teams, and we'll get into, obviously, uh, the other three later in the podcast, but those three teams, or four teams, uh, obviously are going to have a lot to play for and have some big games coming up. So we're both going with Tennessee here, I think, mainly because of the consistency overall they've shown, although I would like to see more consistency, especially from that defense. So let's go now to the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the New York Giants. And remember, the last time these two teams played, the Giants had the game in their hands before it slipped through the hands of Evan Engram. And, you know, it was off his fingertips. And if he's able to kind of reach out a little further and haul it in, the Giants win that game. And obviously the, the race is a little different. But, you know, the Giants, you, you know, and I've said this plenty of times, you know, on every episode, but... They've been playing really good overall competitive football. They've been pretty sound uh, in terms of the fundamentals. And yes, they're 2-7. and seven, But I think this isn't like a you know embarrassing 2-7 and seven where they're not going to put up a fight or they're just going to come out flat. You know, in, in really all the games, including their blowout against the Niners, uh, they've, had, they've had like a good half or so. Like even when they got blown against the Niners, the first half was actually somewhat competitive. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles, but I really think this is going to be a close game and would not be surprised if Joe Judge uh, can get his team prepared enough to beat the to beat this Eagles team because I think the coaching, the coaching staff led by Joe Judge has really done an excellent job. Even Jason Garrett has gotten much better as an offensive coordinator and play caller over these last few weeks. And Matt Parrott and Andrew Thomas, their two rookie tackles, have improved significantly which is a credit to Mark Colombo, their offense or their offensive line coach. So I'm going to go with Philly because I think at the end of the day, they're just a more talented 
team, but I do think I do expect this uh, to be a very close game, as we saw kind of just a couple weeks ago when the Eagles narrowly uh, edged one out against the Giants. Yeah, Alex, to me, this game comes down to the Giants' offense, specifically that offensive line against a good Eagles defensive line and Daniel Jones. Well, and I'll say this. The offensive line's been much better against Tampa and Washington, two very good defensive lines. That's true, but it did seem as though that Tampa was starting to win their uh, one-on-ones and really start to get to Jones toward the end of that game. Uh, and then I think more of attrition does set in a little bit. And, and I, I agree. I think they are much improved. But the Eagles' defensive line is, is is a top unit in the league. It's a very good unit. But I think a lot of people a lot of people would argue that, you know, Washington's D-line, and we're not comparing teams, just D-lines, but a lot of people would argue Washington and the Buccaneers have better defensive lines than the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's a valid argument, but they still need to sustain it. Just because that's true, that still means they need to protect Daniel Jones. And if Daniel Jones has protection... And even if he doesn't, he needs to make the right reads. He cannot have, you know, there's just too many plays where Daniel Jones makes these head-scratching decisions. At the end of the day, when I watch Giants football, I feel like that's, that comes down to, to the game. And I think if, if, if they can get it right offensively, those two particular units coming together, Jones making those right plays... I do think the Giants will win this game. I think... But they've been playing that type of competitive football. They're in it. Joe Judge has done a great job. I just think if, if, if at the end of the day that offense can come together and click, then the, the Giants win the game. If not, they're going to see the Eagles win a close one. Yeah, I think this game is going to be close regardless of who wins. And I think you were saying it's all about making the right play for Jones. I think it's almost not making the play. And when I say that, I mean... Well, yeah, not trying to do too much. Yeah, he tries to play hero ball way too often when he has to realize, you know what, a sack is not the worst thing in the world. You know, I know people want, you know, we can say, oh, a throwaway is obviously better, but sometimes he's, like, about to get sacked, and then he tries to play hero ball and, you know, throws a pick or something, or a ball that could have been picked. Obviously, you want to avoid sacks, but even sacks are not the worst thing in the world. So, I think if Jones can, and I think he did a better, probably a better job of that against Washington. So, if he can kind of realize, look, I can't throw this ball away, I'm just going to take the sack, although that's not you know, the best thing in the world, it could be a lot worse and would show progression in terms of, hey, you know, it, it's not there. Don't don't force the issue. And I, and I'm a little surprised that Jones has not gotten that because at the end of the day, he's, he's a very smart player, you know, on the field and off the field. So I'm a little surprised that, you know, he hasn't just realized this so far. So I think if he stops trying to play hero ball, I think he's going to just get much better, especially in the turnover department. And I guess from the defense, they've really struggled at the end of halves and at the end of games. So I think if they can, you know, get a stop late, and obviously it's easier said than done, and you can say that about a lot of teams, but the Giants are one of the better, you know, their defense, it seems like the entire first half and then the entire second half, they're very good until like the last four minutes of both halves. Like, 
until like the last four minutes of both halves, they don't, I don't know if it's fatigue. I don't know if, you know, they're playing more of a softer zone and, you know, kind of some of the yards are gaining up. I don't know what it is, but that's kind of been their Achilles heel all year is just end of halves and games. They're, that defense has really struggled to get stops and, you know, not put points on the board. And obviously, when teams put points on the board at the end of halves, you know, that can lead to momentum and kind of a swing in momentum where, you know, all of a sudden maybe you had a 10-point lead and then you go into half, you know, and it's a one-possession game or something of that nature. So end of halves, end of games uh, have really hurt the Giants defensively. But overall, the defense have actually played much better than anyone could expect. And I think that you really have to tip your hat to Patrick Graham and that overall Giants coaching staff because the Giants coaching staff has done a tremendous job all season. So now let's go to what I think actually, despite what the records say, will be a very fun and interesting game to watch. The Houston Texans taking on the Cleveland Browns. And Houston's 2-6, and six, but obviously they have a franchise quarterback in Deshaun Watson. They have some pretty good receivers, you know, namely Will Fuller, who's had a very good year. And obviously, you know, I think we're finally see, seeing the Will Fuller that a lot of people expected now that he's healthy. Against the Cleveland Browns team that is 5-3, and three, you know, they had a real, their offense was non-existent against Vegas, and, you know, obviously that was the first game without Odell. Now they've had a bye to maybe grow more accustomed to it, to plan for this game. But I think I'm going to go with the Houston Texans here. I know they're 2-6, and six, and I know they've lost a few games that maybe we expected them to win, but I I don't know if... I don't expect Nick Chubb to play. I know they're talking about, you know, he might play. I still don't expect him to play. I that de- I don't love Houston's defense, so I think this will be a bit of a shootout. But I, I don't know. I still trust Deshaun Watson to make a play late in games if he's given that opportunity. In just a lot of cases, that opportunity has not been given to him because of the defense really, really struggling early, early on. And again, no Odell. We don't know how this Browns offense is going to look. Obviously, I still expect them to be run-heavy. They were run-heavy with Odell. That should not change, obviously. But I think overall, that I think the Texans are going to go into Cleveland and squeak out a win. And I guess, you know, you're improving the 3-6. and six. They don't have a first-round pick, so their draft position really doesn't matter. So there's not a lot to root for if you're a Texans fan. Because at this point, you're the third team in your division, and... I don't see that changing anytime soon, and obviously you don't have a first-round pick either, so you can't really root for draft positioning either. But I don't know. I think Houston, you know, gets a feel-good victory against a good team. And we were talking about the Colts earlier. Cleveland's another one of these AFC five and three teams that's on the out. They're on the. They're also on the outside looking in, and they lost to the Raiders, uh, which is obviously going to be crucial because the Raiders right now. Have this have five and have the five and three record as well, but they obviously have the tiebreaker. So I'm gonna go with Houston here because uh, I I think it's gonna be a close game. And at the end of the day, I I, I think Deshaun Watson's gonna make a play late and be able to squeak one out against Cleveland. Yeah, I'll go with the Texans here as well. Um, I just think that it Cleveland seems like a tricky team to to pick for right now. Um, considering the recent circumstances. Um, I, I just think Baker Mayfield, it really just comes down to him for me. His sort of inconsistencies and 
really hasn't played all that well. Well, against Cincy, even without Odell, he was incredible. (laughs) But um, I think, I do think that it's going to come down to Deshaun Watson making a play. He's got the receivers. Will Fuller has been playing well. Brandon Cooks has strung together a a nice few um, games for him. And I I think the Texans are, you know, kind of in that mode, like, we have nothing to lose. And a team is dangerous when they're in that mode. A team, it, it becomes dangerous. And a team like Cleveland that seems to be on the downhill, it, it, it feels like this This isn't really... They lose them. one game and you're calling them on the downhill? <laughs> I, I, I think they, they've been on the downhill. I think I've never had much faith in them. Uh, well, that's diff- there's a difference between not having faith in them and they lose one game and being on the downhill. This is a team that can be inconsistent and can struggle at times. Look, they got blown out by the Ravens. They got blown out by the Steelers. Okay. Those are also two, arguably two of the three best teams in the AFC. I'm not saying they are the two. Arguably. I'm not saying they are, but there's an argument to be made. You don't get blown out in these crucial division games. It, it, I don't think not, they're on that level, but are they a six? Could they be a six or seven seed? I think that's kind of what we expected them coming into the season, like that they could contend for one of those last wild card spots. We didn't think they'd be in the class of Pittsburgh and the Chiefs and the Ravens. That's that. That's true, but I think that I I just think that the that the, the Houston Texans right now, to me more Look, I'm I'm picking Houston too. So I I obviously agree with you on a lot of your points. I just think saying you know they're sliding. They have a huge win against the Bengals. Baker Mayfield plays incredibly well without Odell because Odell got injured on the first offensive play of the game. So he basically did not play in that game. To lose one game against the Raiders where your defense played great, I don't think you could say oh all of a sudden they're free falling or on the downhill. Look. I didn't say that- I say they're on the downslope a little bit. They seem to be reeling because of OBJ. You know, the, the, the games that they've won were very close games. Well, do, you did know. you expect them to blow out to really, other than maybe like the terrible, terrible teams, did you expect them to really blow out anyone? No, but the, the manner in which they have won games, except for the Dallas game, was has been, you know, a little... It, 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 it seems like they're, they're, they're right there with the mediocre teams. And, and when they play a really good team, they seem to just, you know, look lost. And I think this game will be close, but I, I, I just, I don't think, I do think it's a fair thing to say that they're, they're, they're sliding a little bit. Well, I think I, coming into the that. season, we expected this team, or at least I expected this team. I expected this team to miss the playoffs, for the record. Okay, I wasn't sure. I thought with the extra wildcard spot they could have snuck in. But at the end of the day, I thought this team was going to be around 8-8, eight and eight, maybe 9-7. and seven. Like, I expected this to be about an average team, maybe slightly above average. So you look at some of their games. I mean, I didn't think they'd beat Baltimore. I didn't think they'd beat Pittsburgh. And to be honest, I thought they would kind of get embarrassed like they did. Now, I thought they you know, possibly could have been Vegas. But... You know, there hasn't been a ton of games where it's like, wow, 
you know, I I thought Cleveland would beat that team, and they got demolished. So, I mean, you know, they beat the Colts. I didn't think they'd beat the Colts. They beat Dallas when Dak was healthy. <laughs> when they were healthy, they beat Dallas. So, they yes, they've won close games, but also, again, this is, even with all their receiving weapons, this is still a run-first team. And a lot of run-first teams, they might get out to an early lead, but then they might not blow you out. That I think that that's true. Those are good points, but I I just I don't I don't feel like they have the momentum. That's just you know that's just how again it's we're both picking Houston, but I don't I, am, I I think Cleveland is still going to be right in the thick of things at the end of the season. They might not make the playoffs. But again, with that extra wild card spot, I I do think they're going to be contending. Right now, I like Oakland better. Right now, I well, like that's not a team. Sorry, Las Vegas, the Raiders better. Like I I just I feel like those teams are on the uptake, and Cleveland just seems to be, you know, in my opinion. But Vegas barely beat the Chargers, who are two and six now. Who are now currently two like. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying you, you know, you think the Raiders are incredibly, you know, on the up, on the upswing, and they barely beat a. They were incredibly. Where are you getting incredibly? I just think they're trending in the right direction. I think Miami is certainly trending in the right direction. These, but then you're you're saying that these teams barely be barely won, and you're saying they're they're heading in the right direction, and Cleveland, what they barely lost. And all of a sudden, you're saying they're heading in a bad direction? It, I just, I find the momentum to be shifting downwards. They don't have OBJ. Baker Mayfield has not been good. They, 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 they've just been inconsistent as a group. And I, and I think that currently, you know, those two teams are, are playing better ball. And that, that's what you got to look at when you're evaluating teams. Let's move on. You're kind of taking me in circles here, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to move on to Washington against Detroit. Games in Detroit. I think Alex Smith is probably the best quarterback on this team, which I guess good for Alex Smith, but also probably bad for Washington. Um, I got Detroit. I don't know how many. I think the Lions will be able to score plenty of, you know, points to get the win. This Washington offense is just too inconsistent. And, you know, their defense has been good at times, but I, I think, you know, it's been, Washington has a solid defense, but that offense is just too inconsistent, and I think I think Detroit gets the win here. Yeah, I agree. It comes down to, to quarterback play, and I just, I can't, it's hard to trust anything that the Washington football team does offensively. I mean, again, they're throwing out, in my opinion, they're throwing out their best quarterback in this game. Games. And if you don't, 
most people are going to favor the team with a proven quarterback, a veteran, a guy that's known as playing well in Matthew Stafford. I guess what it'll be strength against strength with Washington's defense against the Lions' offense and weakness against weakness with Detroit's defense against Washington's offense. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, I, we're both going with Detroit. And now let's go to another game, Jacksonville against Green Bay. I mean, I'm going with the Packers. Shy, I'm guessing you're going with the Packers. The Jaguars, I don't, I don't know. It might be Jake Luton. Jake Luton actually looked pretty good. Against the Texans, he looked much another six-round rookie for Jacksonville, playing surprisingly solid. But Aaron Rodgers is having an MVP caliber season. Devontae Adams looks really good uh, since he came back from injury. And this Packers team is, you know, really starting to uh, get things rolling. And you know, they lost to Minnesota, but they had a big bounce-back win against the Niners. And this game's in Green Bay in Lambeau Field. The weather's getting colder. Green Bay's winning this game. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not much to be said. I, I I agree. I don't know what the line on this game is. Thirteen and a half. Yeah, I'll take the Packers. I'll yeah, I, I basically are you taking the Packers by two tu- two touchdowns, including the extra points? Which, yeah, I think I will. I guess the real question is, uh, does Tim Boyle get some get some playing time? That's a good question. I <laughs> I think he might. You know, we'll we'll have to see. And yeah, so yeah, we're both going with Green Bay. Maybe the, you know, I don't want to, who knows what happens, but at least at this point, the easiest came to pick so far, and probably for the rest of the week, actually. So now let's go to the Buccaneers against the Panthers. Panthers are three and six, but again, a couple of games, you know, they could have been the Saints and they could have been the Falcons. So this Panthers team, despite three and six, is I think they're a team that you know a lot of people thought would struggle, and they've been in a lot more games than people thought. So I think Panthers are you know a decent team despite what their record says. I'm still gonna go with the Buccaneers. I think they have just too much firepower on both sides of the ball. I think you know could the I think the Panthers all overall be able to put up some points. You know I know this Bucks defense has played very well, but I still think I really like Carolina's offense. But I think you know Antonio Brown, Mike Evans. Godwin, Brady, Gronk, whoever you want to pick on that Bucks offense, I think they'll be able to. I think they're just going to be able to outscore Carolina, and Tampa Bay does have the better defense overall as well. So I think it actually could be a you know solid game here, divisional game. But I do think at the end of the day, the Bucks just have too much firepower. Where is this game? It is in Carolina. It is in Carolina. Yeah, give me the Panthers. Give me the upset. Um. When I look at Carolina, they're, they're just in. They seem to be in almost every game. You know, they seem to be really well coached by Matt, by Matt Rule. The offense looks good. The defense looks pretty solid as well. Um, they, I just think that, you know, we saw them give Kansas City a run for their money. Was that in Arrowhead, Alex, if I, if I believe that's correct? I believe it was. And Joey Sly missed a 67-68 yard field goal, which would have been an NFL record had he made it. Yeah, I mean, but still, I mean, this is a team that can can score with the best of them. Um, well, I do. As I said, I think I think it's actually going to be a pretty good game, and I think Carolina will be able to I, score points. I just think at the end of the day, Tampa has just too much firepower. That's you know that that that's a very fair thing to say. I just think 
enough evidence is there for me to be able to call this upset. And usually if it's 50-50 for me, or close to it, I like to call the upset. Um, because I do think it really could happen. Um, Teddy Bridgewater's played really well in the Carolina offense. And I think we've seen right now, I mean, there's an argument to be made that Carolina's been more consistent of late on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean Tampa's been pretty solid. They just had, I mean, they just had the atrocious outing against the Saints, which also I expect Brady. And they struggled, you know, they struggled against the Giants a couple weeks ago against your New York Giants. Yeah, so. I I think I think Brady's and this offense is gonna be really pissed about what happened against the Saints, and I think they're gonna come out firing and trying to make a statement. And you know, again. I think it'll be a pretty good game. I think this will be a fairly close game, especially with it being in the division. But at the end of the day, yeah, I just I'm I don't want to bet against all that firepower uh, that the Buccaneers have. That, that that's fair. That's fair. But you know, Matt Rule. You hear Matt Rule's answer in the press conference? No, Matt. Matt Rule's done a very good job with that Carolina team. The defense has played. Uh, probably better than what we expected. Yeah, I agree. I'm taking this to the Panthers for the upset, but I think this will be a very competitive game. So, now let's go. There are actually not that many 1 o'clock games as we're already into the afternoon games here. Let's go to another division game and another one of those 5-3 and three teams. The Denver Broncos taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Not Oakland, Chai. Las Vegas. <laughs> um... I think this is going to be a really good game, and I'm going to go with Vegas. The game is in Vegas, which I think kind of might favor their offense more. You know, if this game were in Denver, I think I'd actually probably go with Denver. But with it being in Vegas, with it being in favorable conditions, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Their offense has been really clicking lately. They got a big stop at the end of the game against the Chargers, which I think you know, was a bit of a statement because, you know, their defense, probably a bit of a weak link overall. Or at least that's what, you know, a lot of people think. So I think getting that big stop against the Chargers late uh, was going to be a pretty big uh, confidence boost for that for that unit. And I think overall this Broncos team, and Drew Locke specifically, has just been very inconsistent. So I, I like Vegas here in a close one. And I think obviously playing kind of in the controlled conditions in Vegas will definitely help that offense. Yeah, I I agree with all the points that you made. I think Derek Carr is playing very well of late. Um, and again, the inconsistencies for Denver. And when you have a team that's playing consistently on offense as a quarterback that's consistently performing well with Derek Carr, you just can't say the same thing for the other side of the ball, despite the fact that their defense is better. You have to always air, in my opinion, with the, the better quarterback. And, and yeah, it's in Vegas. They're coming off, a, a, you know, again, they said maybe a game that they thought people thought they might have a little bit more of an edge. But they did get that statement, uh, defensive stop, as you said. Um, and I think it'd be really more interesting to see how the Vegas defense fares against the Denver offense. Um, but I do think Vegas is going to win this game. Yeah, so another an, an big game for Vegas. They're five and three right now. They would make the playoffs. I believe they're they are the sixth seed currently. But again, one loss could completely knock them out for the time being. And now 
we'll see what this game, but it this is going to be a fun game. And I'm really, really excited for this game. The number five overall pick in Tua Tonga-Bailoa takes on the number sixth overall pick in Justin Herbert. This is just going to be a really, really fun and a really exciting game. As obviously people are going to make these, you know, jump to conclusions after this game about who's better, which obviously we should not be doing. But two quarterbacks that, despite early on in their careers, have played very well. Obviously, we know what Herbert's done. Herbert easily, I mean, he went toe-to-toe with Mahomes. He went toe-to-toe with Brady. He went toe-to-toe with Drew Brees. They, I mean, they almost, they nearly beat Vegas when Derek Carr had probably one of his best games. Like, Justin Herbert is playing lights-out football. And two, uh, it's only been two starts, but I was watching the Dolphins-Cardinals game last week. And, you know, obviously, you know, Dolphins got the win, but you look at two sets, you might say, oh, you know, he was fine. But just just looking at him and the way the ball was coming out of his hand, kind of, you could see some of that zip. It was coming out of his hand, you know, with that kind of crisp aspect of it. Tua just looked really good out there and fundamentally sound out there. So, Tua, in his second career start, I really liked what I saw from Tua. And uh, obviously, you know, maybe he was able to lead his team to victory at the end of the day in a close game against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. That was a really good game. And... Shy, right now, do you know what the Dolphins would be doing in uh, January? They'd be in the playoffs, Alex. They would be playing the Kansas City Chiefs in the wild card round. This is a, right now, this is a playoff team, and that defense has been absolutely dominant. They have, I'm coming in, now I know the Cardinals were able to put up some points against them, but remember, the Dolphins had a big defensive touchdown. Like, coming into last week, they were number one. Not the Colts, not the Ravens, not the Patriots or Steelers. The Miami Dolphins coming into last week were number one in points allowed on a per-game basis. This Dolphins defense is playing incredibly well. Tua has looked a lot, especially when you look from week one to week two, he looked a lot more comfortable back there. And with all that said, I'm going to go with the Chargers. (laughs) I know, yeah, and I think it's really going to be a close game, which I guess close games... And picking the Chargers, not really a great combination. But I do think Justin Herbert is going to have a big game. I think both quarterbacks are actually going to play really well. And I'm really excited for this game. But I am going to pick the Chargers because at the end of the day, I think Justin Herbert having a few more starts than Tua. He's been firing on all cylinders. I think he's going to continue to make big plays. And I think Justin Herbert's going to lead his team to victory as Miami... I've, Miami's going to, I think, lose a close one, drop to 5-4, and four, but uh, all the credit in the world to what Brian Flores and that uh, entire Dolphins organization is doing. Shy, I don't know who you're picking. You might go in Miami, but I, I think this is going to be a really fun and exciting game to watch when you look at the two quarterbacks who might, for the rest of their careers, be compared to one another. Yeah, I completely agree, Alex. And the, the matchup here, I agree with everything you said, by the way, but the matchup here to watch... For me, is again Herbert versus the Miami defense. That great secondary um, with Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be uh, the the marquee matchup. I'm not really interested in two of us the Chargers offense right now. It's something to watch. I think that when you look at what the game is gonna come down to, that is 
what it's going to come down to. And if you want to go on a more consistent basis, if you want to, you know, be on being the safe side, you know, that how good this Dolphins offense has been, maybe you pick the Dolphins. Did you mean off? Did you mean offense or defense? Defense. The Dolphins' defense has been consistent. They've been dominant of late. If you want to pick, you know, for consistency, you pick the Dolphins. But for me, I kind of agree with you. I'm picking the Chargers, and I think again, I just think Justin Herbert has shown, you know, has has gone toe to toe with all these great quarterbacks, and those quarterbacks have good defenses. The, the, the Bucks defense, the Saints defense, there there are no slouch defenses either, Alex. So, I even the Chiefs defense has played pretty well this year. Yeah, exactly. So I I, I think they, he will be able to put up points. I I think he'll have a a, a big day, and I do think that's what it's going to come down to. Justin Herbert, kind of again, as you said, leading his team to victory. Um. I don't think this means Miami is out of the playoff picture. I do think I do still think they can make the playoffs. Uh, this loss, you know, will 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 set them back a little bit. But if they if they do indeed lose this game, but I do expect them to be right in the thick of things come December. Well, I I do think like even if they miss the playoffs by a game or two, it just shows how far they've come from the beginning of last year. You know, we were talking about this team, you know, tanking for two, uh, getting the number one pick, you know, trying to stack up picks. And, oh, yeah, they'll be, you know, finally contending, you know, in a three- to four-year timeline. And, I mean, they're right in the thick of things. Obviously, if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. So, it's really impressive just the turnaround they've had from the beginning of last year to now right now talking about this team in the playoff hunt. So, even if they don't make the playoffs... Dolphins fans and I think overall that organization should be really proud of what they've accomplished and really excited for what the future holds, kind of led by Brian Flores and Tua Tungavaya Lola. So we have actually a lot of really good, uh, we have another two, there are a lot of afternoon games and obviously we talked about uh, Chargers Dolphins which should be a really exciting competitive game and now we have another really exciting competitive game. The Buffalo Bills taking on the Arizona Cardinals. And Cardinals coming off a tough loss to those Dolphins that we just talked about. But I expect this to be a really good game. And the Bills, you know, the Demons has been solid at times. But I expect this to be a bit of a high-scoring matchup. Uh, what say you, Shy? Yeah, I would agree. I do think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. So, you know what? I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals here. I know Buffalo's coming off a big win against Seattle, something that kind of really put their name on the map. And I think Buffalo is going to have a very good rest of the regular season and be very competitive. But Kyler Murray is playing again. And I'm not saying he'll be, you know, a top three to four, even five finalist, but he's playing at an MVP level. He's played incredibly well. You know, we saw this Cardinals defense has not played great overall. And we see, like, for most of the game, like, DeAndre Hopkins didn't have a target. It was Christian Kirk. You know, Fitzgerald had a few catches. Kyler Murray's doing a great job of spreading the ball. And I have a question for you, Shai. Right now, who would you rather have? Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray. I gotta agree with you. 
I feel like, and I've said this before, Lamar, what he did last year was great and incredible. But we all, everyone was saying he still has room to grow as a passer. And we said that so much that at some point, we just assumed that he would grow as a passer. And we thought it was inevitable he would take that next step. Meanwhile, Kyler Murray is every bit the runner that Lamar Jackson is. And he's more polished of a passer at this stage in his career. So I agree with you. I'd rather have Kyler Murray. And I think Kyler Murray, I know they have Tredavious White. And I am real. I think that's going to be a huge matchup. Tredavious White, one of the best corners in the NFL, against DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the NFL. I think that's going to be a huge matchup. And, you know, obviously I don't have every... I may have missed a few, but... I mean, Tredavious White against DeAndre Hopkins, that might be the best cornerback wide receiver matchup this week. Yeah, I agree. I think... Where, where did you say the game was out? The game is in, in Arizona. In a dome, controlled conditions. That's a big reason why I'm, pi- I'm picking the... Uh, I'm picking Arizona here. This is, this is a really hard game for me to pick. I I do think Arizona's going to be able to move the ball. They're going to be able to put up points. Um, but I do think Josh Allen has really played well recently. That's the thing. And Both these quarterbacks have played very well. That's what makes this game so fun to watch. <laughs> and the thing is, we have another great game, uh, which we'll talk about soon, but... These these afternoon games are going to be really fun to watch and interesting uh, to see the outcomes of, and we should get a lot of really good football this yeah. Sunday. I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills um, just because I feel I feel like they're more consistent overall of a team. I think we've seen that offense have the ability to go toe for toe with these high powered offenses in Arizona, um, like Arizona. Be something to do with Seattle. And they have the defense. They have the defense to get the stops. And I think at the end of the day, you know that's easily what it come could easily be what it comes down to. And you know, even then, I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo outscores Arizona. And if if if, if no defense can get a stop, which I do think Buffalo. Defense. Oh, that I was going to say. Well, if you're picking the Bills, yeah, that means Buffalo will outscore Arizona. Shy. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. But I just I think if if no if it's really a true shootout and no defense is able to get really much stops, then I I, I could see Buffalo even still pulling it out. But I think at the end of the day, but the Buffalo Bills will get necessary stops, and that will be why why they won the game. Yeah, and I guess for me, a big reason why I'm picking Arizona is I feel like Kyler overall has been pretty. He's been maybe more consistent than Josh Allen because last week Josh Allen you know played an unbelievable game against the Seahawks. And for the first two to three weeks, we were talking about Josh Allen, MVP candidate. And then he had some games against the Titans and against the Jets where he just didn't look like himself. He just did not look like the MVP candidate that some people thought he was. And I feel like Kyler has almost gotten better as the season progressed. We saw how he performed with a, a huge comeback win against the Seahawks. And then, you know, even in a loss, he played, you know, a very good game against the Dolphins. So, I think Kyler Murray has been playing almost better and better in each game. And Josh Allen, if he plays like he did, I guess, against Seattle, yeah, I do think Buffalo wins this game. But I think I think he will play better than he did against the Bills and Jets. 
Well, sorry, not against against the Titans and Jets, but not as good as he did against Seattle last week. I think he's going to play a very good game, and I think it's going to be a shootout. But at the end of the day, I just think Kyler is has been a little more consistent, especially when you look at the last three or four games or so. I would agree with that. I just usually, when the game is closer, I like, guess I like to err on the side of the defense. Um, but I, I do, I do agree with what you said. Yeah, and I think this game being in Arizona, in a dome, I think also will help kind of bump up the op- both offenses more. When if it were in Buffalo, who knows what the weather has in store. So, that was one game that we expect to, sh- to be a shootout. Let's go to another game that, I don't know about you, Shy, but at least I expect to be a shootout. The Seattle Se- Seahawks taking on the Los Angeles Rams. And this is another game where, like the like tonight's game, like the Thursday night game... You expect Seattle to be running away with this division where if the Rams win this game, they're in first place. They're in first place in the, in the division if the Rams uh, pull out this what would be a humongous win. I'm still going to go with the Seahawks. And I think Russell Wilson has a big bounce back game. What, he had four turnovers against the Bills. I think he's going to come out uh, really firing. And I think he's going to have a big game. But that, I mean, that Seahawks defense is bad. And I, I mean, it's horrific. It's it's hard to watch. Basically, what I'm trying to say, Shai, it's not a top ten defense. In case you were, in case you were wondering, <laughs> as uh, for those of you who don't know, Shai predicted that Seattle would have a top ten defense. And I don't know, do they have a top thirty one defense, Shai? I think so. You think they have? Okay. Oh, who who's worse, the Jets, the Jaguars? Who who do you think has a worse defense than Seattle? Cause I, I, think, I think all of the above, but... Uh... It, it's close. It's close. It, it's slim pickings when you're trying to decide whose defense is better than I Seattle's. A little bit. We haven't seen... Let, let's give it a little bit more time. You know, I think... I think they'll improve. I, do, I think Jamal Adams... I mean, there's no, there's no other place to go than up, right? Uh, you can't get worse, can it? No, I do think they'll improve, though. I... I I, at least I, I expect them to. I think Pete Carroll will make them improve. I think Jamal Adams being back you know, consistently will help them. Um, and it would be interesting to see if Carlos Dunlap starts to have a bigger and bigger impact. But so, yeah, I, with, I was wrong. with all that said, I do think it's going to be a shootout. I am going the Seattle Seahawks. This game's in L.A., which, you know, a dome shootout, it's always fun. Um, but what, what uh, quickly, Shad, what's your pick on this one? We don't take the Rams. So you're going. You're going to say at the end of the day, the Rams are first, are uh, are going to be a first place team in that division. I, mean, I don't think they'll sustain that, but at the, at the way this Rams defense is playing, I I I've gotta. I I really think that they they can make you know Russell Wilson struggle. I think the way Aaron Donald is playing, and you know the Seattle offensive line has been solid, but. I think that this Rams defense will be able to collapse the pocket. I think that they've been really good in the back end. Jalen Ramsey's having a comeback year. I, I do think that's going to lead to a Rams victory. All right, so now let's go to the Niners and Saints, a game that at the beginning of the year I think would be another incredible game, but with all the Niners injuries, with you know Nick Mullins starting a quarterback, no Kittle, no Mostert, no Nick Bosa, no Solomon Thomas. Saints looks like they're finally starting getting starting to get healthy. Games in New Orleans. I expect the Saints to win this game pretty handily. Yeah, I, I 
Do you skip to the night game, or are we still in the afternoon, Alex? Still in the afternoon. We're still going strong in the afternoon games. <laughs> well, okay, yes. I do expect the, the, the Saints to win this game by a healthy margin. You can't help but think that the Niners may have kind of, I don't want to say given up, but conceded a little bit. Like, okay, well, you know, our, our, our tight end, our top weapon, and our quarterback are going to be out for a significant period of time. Maybe we should, you know pack it up a little bit and I think the Saints right now are completely again don't criticize me Alex but I do think they're on the uptake <laughs> <laughs> no I think their dom- their dominant statement win against Tampa was was definitely something to behold and right now they're the number one seed in the NFC so when everyone was kind of counting out New Orleans they're right there so yeah we're, we're both going with the Saints so now, your Steelers taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Steelers, I looked at their schedule. It's not that hard. The Steelers have a very the Steelers have a very easy schedule. And I'm not taking anything away from them. You know, they beat Baltimore. Baltimore, obviously a tough game. But overall, this year's schedule was not that hard for Pittsburgh. Now, an A no team is an A no team. It's great and it's incredible. But especially from here on out, the I guess the second half of the year for Pittsburgh, they have a legitimate chance to go sixteen and zero. I'm not saying they will, but the the schedule will definitely allow them that opportunity, and I expect them to win this game against Cincy pretty handily. That defense against a rookie quarterback, that could get ugly. I agree, Alex. But weren't we thinking the same thing with Garrett Gilbert? That is true. That, although you know, you know how much we love Garrett Gilbert. <laughs> we do love Garrett Gilbert. Listen, Alex. When I look at this, this, uh, the Steelers' defense and the run defense, what it's going to come down to, they they seem to have to be tired the last two weeks. They let's think about. It, they had to stop Derrick Henry in Tennessee. They had to stop Baltimore. Who they got they got lit up on on the ground, and then they had to go to stop. You know, the Cowboys rushing attack, which isn't fantastic. Not terrible, but it's not fantastic. And I think they, they were a little tired. I do expect them to be better this week. And I do expect them to wreak some havoc on the defensive side of the ball. Even if Big Ben Roethlisberger cannot go, which I do think he will go. Again, he is on the COVID-19 list, while a few other Steelers that are less significant. But if Big Ben can't go... I think it's going to be a really close game, and it's, it's really seems to be 50-50. I think the Steelers could win because of how dominant that defense can be when Ben's not there. Um, but if the Bengals are going to have any shot, they're going to need to kind of use the Steelers' strategy against them, the short passes, because you're not going to be Pittsburgh on the ground, and you can't have Joe Burrow sit in the pocket and fire these deep, long passes. It's going to get eaten alive in there. Um, but I do have Pittsburgh winning this game, and I do think it will be close. I do think it will be close. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if it I you know, hope maybe Burrow can make it close, maybe hopefully he does for entertainment purposes, but I don't that's the worst even that I think could make this game very ugly. So now Sunday night, Ravens, Patriots, and I got Baltimore, but I th- I'm picking Baltimore basically based on their defense. Lamar Jackson has not looked great. He's made some plays, he's made some highlight reel plays at time where it's like, Oh yeah, that's the guy from last year. But when, remember, Lamar Jackson came out and said the defense knows what we're... The defense is calling out the plays at the line of scrimmage. That's not good. <laughs> that falls on, you know, Greg Roman, some of the coaching. But uh, that that's definitely a little scary. But 
This Patriots offense has been terrible, abysmal, inconsistent, whatever word you want to use. Cam Newton, he his mechanics don't look great. We'll see about you know the other side of the ball. I think Lamar Jackson with his struggles uh, will be interesting to watch. You know, can he have you know a, maybe a signature game like he did against the Patriots uh, last year? But at the end of the day, this Ravens defense has played great, and I think I expect Cam Newton to really struggle. Almost is not they did. We've seen a lot of teams almost lose. They did not lose, though. They didn't, but, but still. Like, I thought this game, you know, I didn't think that game would be that close. I didn't think it would be that close, but I didn't think it would be a blowout. I actually thought the Jets would be able to put up a fight. I don't know. I don't think the Patriots are going to put up a fight here. Uh, they, they, they almost beat Buffalo, though. <laughs> we don't know with this Patriots team. Again, though, I, I guess, yeah, we're both, we're both going with Baltimore. And uh, I don't know about you. So do you think the Ravens are going to win with their more of Lamar Jackson in their offense or their defense quickly? Probably their defense. Yeah, that, de- that defense has been dominant and a big but reason. I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to struggle either. Uh, no, I think, I think he's going to have a good game. But a big reason why Baltimore is sitting here at 6-2 and two is because of that defense. Uh, m- you know, more so, obviously, that offense has not been as potent as it was last season. So now we go to a pretty big Monday night game, and usually you don't say big when a team is three and five, but the Vikings, and as I mentioned in last, I believe last week's podcast, the Vikings schedule is obviously getting much easier. They won a couple of games in a row. They have some momentum, and now the Chicago Bears. You want to you know talk about a team that's you know starting to really struggle. I know they lost a close one to the Saints, and you know you lose a game like that. But except for, I guess, like the last six minutes of last week's game against the Titans, their offense looked non-existent. I'm going to pick Chicago, though. This game is in Chicago. The Vikings, I know Minnesota's cold, but they play in a dome there. And I really expect Chicago's defense to be able to do a really good job overall against Kirk Cousins. I think they're going to force multiple turnovers. And I don't think Dalvin Cook is going to run for 200 yards. Yeah, I agree. I think Chicago's defense in this environment should be able to get the stops to really help out a struggling Bears offense um, with those turnovers, as you said. Um, but I do think it will be a relatively close game, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the Vikings pull it out. But I think I'm going to add on the side of Chicago, given you know the, the, that defense. Yeah, I, I expect this game to be uh, pretty overall low scoring. I'd be I'd be surprised if a team were to score kind of over 28 points. I think kind of that's, you know, if they if a team scores over 28 to kind of 30 points, I'd be fairly surprised. So, Shai, I kinda, I'll let you get the last word. What stands out to you about whether this week or this season, kind of what are some of your last thoughts before we wrap it up? Hmm. You always kind of catch me unprepared here, but my last thoughts... I mean, we do this every week. We do this every week. That's true. I, I usually don't have a super-prepared statement, but I, I want to say I, I, I don't – I feel like each team this season, each of the really good teams in this league, all have their fatal flaws, I think. And it makes it so interesting because any of these teams, I think, any given week can lose. And I think they, they're, each of them are flawed in certain ways – 
talk about Pittsburgh eking out these wins. You know, they kind of cry it out. It's not pretty. They might not have much of a running game. Patrick Mahomes, you know, yeah, their defense has really struggled at times, and that offense is great. Then you go to the, these other teams that, you know, I don't know if the other teams are on maybe the same level, those two AFC powerhouses, but you have teams, you know, like the Packers, the Seahawks with that bad defense, Packers with some of their inconsistency that they've had. The Buccaneers getting blown out. Like, no team really seems super dominant to me of these cream of the crop teams. And that just makes it so interesting to, to see how this season will shake out. You know, I, I guess kind of just wrapping it up and adding on, it feels like whenever it seems like a team might start running away with the division or the conference or whatever it is, they have like a surprising loss where they don't they don't just lose, they get blown out. Green Bay against Tampa. Tampa against uh, last week against New Orleans. Seattle against Buffalo. Yeah, and uh, Steelers, obviously, they haven't lost yet, but even though it wasn't a blowout, when the Chiefs lost to the Raiders, you know, Saints Saints lost to the Saints also lost to the Raiders. I don't, Raiders being a common theme of playing um upset alert. Uh but no, I, I definitely agree with you. And again, Pittsburgh has a you know, has had some tough games, but overall their schedule has been fairly easier uh compared to some. And I think it's it's unfortunate that we won't see Casey Pittsburgh in the regular season because I think that would be a classic game. Maybe we'll I see. I do expect to see it in the postseason. I was gonna say. Let's be very clear. I was gonna say I do I do think we could it could definitely be a great postseason showdown with the way things are trending a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So that's going to wrap it up for this edition of NFL Game Time Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope you enjoy it. You enjoyed this episode, enjoy all of our episodes, and we'll uh, come back for all of our future episodes. Thank you, and goodbye.